Well, I think the recording has been started as far as I could tell. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago, and I'll be leading this morning. Today is Tuesday, June 21st, uh, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 11, the second paragraph, and it begins, the wars that had been fought, and it ends with, he, and he had certainly had me. We're just going to comment on the one paragraph only. Today's readers, we have uh, Marge E. on the 12 Steps. We have Joni C. on the 12 Traditions. And the readers of the text are Leah S., Craig F., and Elizabeth D. Let me give you the share ID for yesterday, um, which was Monday, June 20th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. That number, 19,086. That's one nine. 086. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 19,087. That's 19087. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. We neither solicit nor accept outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover, um, and they can do that by practicing the uh, 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous and remaining abstinent. I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Marge. Thank you so much, Larry. Marge E. from Massachusetts, recovered but not cured. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thanks, Marge. Okay, we have 12 traditions, and Joni C. is going to tell us all about them. Joni, good morning. Morning. Um, this is the 12 traditions of OA. Um, and I'm Joni C., gratefully recovered but not cured in Minnesota. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, and have a great day, everyone. Thanks for your service, Joni. Okay, here's how this thing works. Um, Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, We then stop and share on what was read, and anyone at all can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we're discussing, and also that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. I'll give you kind of a heads up on that. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, they need six months, and there is no abstinence requirement if you'd like to share on the topic. This meeting, again, does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And, of course, we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, uh, just press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. And then, of course, mute again, uh, star 1. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're we're still uh, in Bill's story in the big book. Uh, We're on page 11. It's that second paragraph, which begins the wars that had been fought, and it ends with, and he certainly had me. And Leah S. is going to read the one paragraph and comment on that. 
So with that, Leah S., would you get the get us started this morning? Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. I'm recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. The wars which had been fought, the burnings and chicanery that religious dispute had facilitated made me sick. I honestly doubted whether, on balance, the religions of mankind had done any good. Judging from what I had seen in Europe and since, the power of God in human affairs was negligible. The brotherhood of man a grim jest. If there was a devil, he seemed the boss universal, and he certainly had me. Uh, wow. So um, what we're talking about here is Bill is really looking at Ebby and can't get over of what had happened to Ebby. And he's thinking, what made him, because he didn't see any difference between him, between Ebby and himself, and um, what made him all of a sudden announce that he has religion? What's going on over here? You know, the the, the people are, are are really, you know, the, the, the stock market has gone to hell. The uh, uh, people were just like it wasn't. It wasn't like a world of of what what kind of a world was it? And um, sometimes when when I when I overate, I was always thinking. What kind of people are there over here? People that are, you know, come upon themselves and they preach and they say and, you know, like I, I was really a downer. I was a, a sarcastic person, and I never really analyzed why I was eating. All I knew was that my mouth went 24 hours. It really did, you know, pop something in, pop another thing in, you know, Oh, I don't have anything in my mouth, you know. But um, all of a sudden, as I came on to the um, to to the groups and the meetings in OA, I started to uh, learn what it means to have three meals a day, and and it was a real lesson. And it was very very hard because I was doubting what was I doing all this time really all i was doing was judging and and judging and judging and how about i just take it step by step and um that i understand people are people and there are there are good and there are not so good and then i um my sponsor started introducing there is negativity and there is positivity and then there is a balance of healthy relationships. And um, bring God into them because God is really good. And you can make him the best that you can ever, ever imagine. And that can grow on you. And not only will that grow on you, it will grow on everyone else around you. And 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 that's what they're talking about over here, that the, the the reflection of what am I doing to my life? Really, really, is it all about the food? And with that, I pass. Leah, thanks so much for getting us started. If you just joined us, Leah read uh, in Bill's story, page eleven, the second paragraph only. 
the wars that have been fought. She just commented on the one paragraph. And although we value your experience, we just ask that you uh, share every third day, um, or otherwise uh, step back if you would. So with that, who would like to share? Christina J. Christina. Nessa R. Nessa. Loretta A. Loretta. Elena. Craig F. Craig. Sharon C. From Louisville. Sharon. Sharon. Okay. Here's who I heard, you guys. Thank you for being kind to me. I heard Christina, Nessa, Loretta, Elena, Craig, and Sharon. Why don't, we, why don't we get started with, that's a great group here. So let's start with Christina, followed by Nessa. Good morning, Christina. Morning again, Larry and everybody. Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today with God's grace. You know, I've been going through, as some of you have heard, this big relocation from Washington to North Carolina. And at night, it's like, I'm clean this time around. You know, I'm clean this time around. I've moved many times in my life, but this time I'm clean. So I'm feeling it like I've never felt it. So it's like I have my, you know, my body's my earth, and I'm having earthquakes at night, and the plates are shifting. And as they shift, little cracks happen, and things bubble up, and I'm looking at my past. Memories are coming back that I've never experienced before. And I'm horrified. In one way, I'm horrified. I thought, what did I do all those years with my life? It's just wild. I was in the food and living in just the first part of step two, which is I believed in a power greater than myself came to believe in it, but that was it. I had this God, but my life was a mess. And I see this paragraph as the world is still a mess. These things are still going on. And I read a letter from Billy Graham many, many, many years ago before he died, and he said, the world has lost God. That's what's wrong with the world. And so the world, you know, I don't know. I think we're all here on a journey to find God. The 12 steps have helped me reconnect with the God I have and bring him into my life, surrender to him. But <laughs> the devil, the boss universal, he had me. And who was that? I look back, I work program now, and I see that the devil universal was me. My selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, and fear. That was my boss. All those things were my boss. My world was a mess, just like in this paragraph. Um, religion wasn't doing me any good because I wasn't surrendering. I, you know, this is just amazing to me that I can see this now. And what helped me see this was this program. This program helped me see this. We don't have to live <laughs> like this paragraph describes, a big mess. Man, it's just... Uh, I lived in a mess inside myself for years, pushing, shoving. I mean, my life seems so empty as I look back on it. What was I doing all those years? Today I'm waking up. I'm becoming a person I've never been. I want to be of service. I want to help people. How I look, <laughs> who cares? I mean, I want to be healthy, but I don't need to parade around anymore. Seeking validation from my physical form. I want God's validation in my heart. I answer to God, and then he speaks through me to reach others, and I take no credit for that. But I have my experience, you see, and God uses that to help others. So I don't have to live under this devil anymore, and I get to, to push him back every day uh, with step 10 in my prayers and meditation, step 12 being of service, continuing to do this dance every day with God and you guys. I love you all. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Christina. 
Oh, Canada. Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning. Good morning, vision for you. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. You know, a lot of people come into the rooms already believing in God, um, but their image, their conception of God is a very negative one, a punishing God, a vindictive God. Um, and I, I didn't come with that conception. Actually, my conception of God, and I came in with religion too, my, my conception of God was a positive one. That God is good. All that he does is good. He cares. Um, my, my problem was of a different nature. My problem was that I didn't think God had time for me because I had been praying to God for years. I mean, not for years, for decades um, to make me thin and it hadn't happened. Of course, all those years that I kept praying, I was, um, you know, I was deep in the food, um, you know, not connecting the, the, the two, really. Um, and in program, I realized the connection, right, that, you know, the devil is the food. You know, the devil is that which uh, obstructs my relationship with God. And I guess, you know, I like that the previous share because there are two devils. There were two devils in my life. They're still kind of like a half a devil. Uh, the first devil was the food, which is the first blockage from God. And the second was me, you know, and my selfishness and my self-seeking and my, you know, dishonesty and my fears, you know, my little plans and design. And so those had to be taken out of the way um, for me to have access to the God that I did believe in. Um, you know, after all, God created time and space, so he transcends time and space, so he can attend to everything at the same time, you know, he can attend to the wars and the famines and the child abuse and, and all those horrible things that happen at the same time that he can attend to my petty little, you know, food issues. Um, the problem was that I wasn't doing my part, you know. So first I had to get the food out of the way, you know, remove that one blockage, um, which um, is done through practicing entire abstinence. And then I had to get myself out of God's way, which I guess in a way more difficult, there's constant work. And that is done through, through the steps. Um, you know, thank God that program helped me, you know, connect the dots to form a beautiful picture that has now become you know, my life, um, you know, and a really beautiful, continuously growing relationship with God who really, truly does solve all my problems because, you know, it, it changed my perspective on, on life and the, the, the people around me and the events around me. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Okay, next up we have Loretta followed by Elena. Loretta, good morning. Good morning, Larry, and good morning, everyone on this line who's saving my life, along with my precious God, Loretta H., recovered in Raleigh, North Carolina. This reminds me of, we're going to read about the um, ugliness of the trees and not seeing the beauty of the forest, and that's kind of, the chicanery is um, dishonesty. And he says um, that his balance was negligible. That was my whole life. I lived in this tornado. And um, because of my thinking, you know, I have a 
spiritual malady. And I've learned this through this program, and I've learned how to um, actually soothe that spiritual malady with the work in the program. Uh, I, the two-way prayer, these, the date with God, the date with you in the morning, the ability to have relationships because today I know with God's grace and mercy how to do that. I did not know how to do life, let alone how to even eat. I mean, I came into this room into the rooms at 54 and today I'm 75 and I finally know how to eat and I also know how to have a life that has relationships with it. I had a job for 35 years. I don't have one friend from that job because I didn't know how to even engage or in anything, whether it was eating, relationships, um, even I had abundance even before and when I was in the food, but I saw the ugliness of the trees and, you know, just few trees. And today, because of this program, I'm not better than, I'm not less than, I'm human. And my humanness gives me the neutrality to have humility. And that is where I need to be in all my situations if I work this program with you, with my God, and the steps. As somebody says the steps are so that we don't commit suicide and the traditions are so that we don't commit homicide. Wow, now I can be in life. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Okay, next up we have Elena followed by the man with the golden voice. Elena, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Hi, Chicago. And good morning, everyone who's, um, um, who has spoken before. And I just um, came back from a trip to Europe, Romania, for two weeks. I was not able to listen to the meetings there. So I feel so refreshed and full of energy to share. And I what struck me from this paragraph is Bill's uh, understanding the god of understanding before recovery which was one what somebody else was saying before me one of punishing that the devil was doing um in the world what what was happening in the world and then he had it in, inside and it got him and <clears throat> you know that's where i was too and i was puzzled like him by the dispute the the fight between religions in this world, you know, and, and not only that, but I thought that the religion that I was, that I was growing up with was the right one and the, all the others were wrong in, anyway. And, you know, and then as I matured, I understood that they're fighting together and they bring conflict between people. And I didn't like that. And, you know, it's, in through, it's through the steps of recovery that I could have a God of my understanding. And what that means is that amazing, amazing piece of soul, energy of soul inside or around me that is guiding me and is giving me when I choose to turn towards it that like all positive qualities that I can be with myself and heal my wounds. I'm talking about healing here 
through my God and my understanding and be present for others who are suffering and those who are not suffering, those who are dear to me and those who piss me off and not react. And that's God. That's God for me. And you have given me the liberty, the freedom to choose whatever I want. You didn't tell me what to choose on. And thank you, God, for that, because I would have run the other way. And talking about the devil, I do not believe in devil today. I believe that while I see, we see in the world through those, you know, killings, mass shootings, and others, so they're just parts of people, extreme character defects that have not removed yet because they have not talked to God. They have not re, uh, turned to God. And with, even my addiction can be a character defect. It was extreme. My addiction to, to my food, you know, was extreme. And it was a condition, a melody of the body and mind and spiritual and, um, and my spiritual being. You know, and I don't believe in that. And I am good. All of me is good. No parts of me are bad. That is what I believe in. And with that, I want to grow, continue to grow one day at a time towards the God of my understanding. And with that, I'll bask, be blessed. Thank you, Elena. Okay, next up we have Craig followed by Sharon. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Oh, good, good, good. Good. All right. This is Craig F. I'm recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, glad to be here in my right mind and and uh, ready to go. Um, you know, so we identify with Bill, and I identify with Bill, uh, and here's what I identify with. Um, you know, I, I was judgmental. Uh, I was arrogant. I, I, I still can be that way at times. Um, and, you know, I remember as a young man, uh, 19 or so, telling my father that uh, I wasn't going to continue. He was, was uh, involved in a church denomination on a national level. And uh, I remember telling him I wasn't going to continue to go to that church anymore because I felt like that if there was a God, he wasn't being served. And if there wasn't in that church and if he wasn't a God, that uh, it didn't matter anyway. And I remember my dad in his wisdom saying to me that if it was bad, that um, I needed to stay and change it, that, uh, you know, to, to be an influence. And, and I remember thinking I'm not strong enough to me uh, to change anything, to be an influence. But uh, what I also remember looking back is is feeling guilty about how judgmental that seemed, you know, how how, uh, how uh, arrogant that is. And, of course, in my ego, I was judgmental and I was arrogant. And today, um, as I look, you know, even at my own church, which I love, um, the, the programs taught me to do is – is uh, not to judge the, the those other people, those other churches, those other religions, my own uh, religion, uh, in, in that way. But to ask myself um, to take my own inventory, um, you know that that when I'm uh, at, at my most most recovered, to ask myself, do you know do I 
visit the sick? Do, do I uh, visit the imprisoned? Do, do I, uh, you know, uh, give to the poor? Uh, am I um, uh, kind? Am, am I uh, loving towards all, regardless of uh, whether I agree or disagree with their with, with their point of view, their world view? Am I, you know, am I living that kind of uh, uh, that that I use a religious term, I suppose, but am I living that kind of Christ-like uh, image that that I have, or am I um, am I living in my own ego? And uh, you know, uh, Bill hasn't hit recovery yet, so he's not living. He, he's he's living in Can't his own ego. He, thanks. He's he's living in his judgment, and and uh, hasn't seen that perspective yet. He hasn't had his ex- white light experience. And, and hasn't seen his uh, own part in things. His ego is still running large. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Craig. Okay, Sharon, it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sharon C. Recovered gratefully in Louisville, Kentucky. What a dreary outlook he had at this time. I'm so glad that he eventually found recovery. He was lost in his addiction, just like we all were. Isn't it the greatest blessing to learn through the 12 steps, the peace and refuge of God? My overeating days are held at bay, one day at a time, by God. Comfort comes both physically and spiritually and they are the building blocks of my freedom. I am thankful for being free. All the newcomers out there, please come back to find the miracle of freedom from our addiction. You are worth it. This is Sharon C., available sponsor, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Sharon. Appreciate that. Okay. And so we're going to take more uh, names for people who would like to share. Let me tell you where we're at. We're on page 11, the second paragraph. The wars that had been fought ends with, and he certainly had me. Just the one paragraph. Who would like to share on what was read? Lisa O. Lisa? John M. John? Darian K. Darian. Barbara P. Barbara. Anyone else this round? Okay, let's go with uh, Lisa, John, Darian, Barbara. And if you're not Lisa, if you would mute your phone. Otherwise, Lisa, oh, it's your turn. Good morning. Lisa, press star one, if you would.
Can you hear me now? I can hear you, Lisa. Good morning. Okay, perfect. Um, sorry about that. My name is Lisa. I'm calling from Toronto, Canada. Um, so when I read this chapter, what I think about is the difference between religion and the acts that are, and religion and God, and the acts that human beings perpetrate in the name of religion and God. Um, I am very much a human being, and I'm deeply imperfect, as are, you know, all human beings. And sometimes I can get ideas in my head and stories in my head that um, these ideas that I have are generated by some force outside of myself, and really it's just my ego doing what I want. It's me thinking that I'm right and <laughs> thinking and plowing through um, causing all sorts of destruction in my way because I want what I want and I want to have it when I want to have it. And I think um, I definitely had the same attitude as Bill for a long time, conflating religion and God and the acts that were done in the name of religion and God. And that gave me a really negative attitude about religion of all kinds. And even if I heard that a religious organization was doing something good, I would automatically think back in my mind about all of the horrific things that have been done in the name of religion or by religious people, people who purport to be religious. Um, and I think that for me, this is just my human nature. Like I always look for the negative and things. It's very hard for me to look for the positive side. Um, and one of the benefits of being in program is that I am a lot more able to see the positive. And, you know, after coming into program, this thought occurred to me that, you know what, it's okay to just be happy. It's okay to just feel good. I don't need to always be accepting for the bad thing to happen. I don't need to be looking for the devil in every situation or thinking that I'm cursed or that bad things are always going to happen. Like I can just be happy the way things are. Um, and the last thing that I want to say is that since I've been in program, it's really become clear to me that God, um, he walks very softly and he carries a big stick. Um, and that, you know, it is so easy to think that the power of God in human affairs is negligible when, you know, it's, it might seem negligible, but it's absolutely not. And he, he is subtle, but he is strong. And with that, I will pass. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, next up we have John followed by Darian. John, good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, my story is that I discovered uh, that God was a living being of love and mercy decades and decades ago. But that alone was not enough to curb these appetites that mortals are slaves to. And so I was led to this movement. And uh, the first thing that I flashed on was, we're not meant to do this alone. And my failing as a human being was, I was not one who trusted or sought the companionship of others due to events uh, of my childhood. So that was crippling me. And so I began this movement and I learned to my incredible satisfaction that mortals were kind and willing to help. And that was a revelation to me, as uh, stupid as that sounds. And so that uh, began a stirring in my soul, and also uh, the desire to help others flourished. And uh, gradually, 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 I am learning this new way of life. Although uh, I suffer from uh, bouts of relapse, 
Um, I don't, you know, I'm not crushed by them. I get up off the floor and I start again. And uh, there's a courage and a hope, it seems, within these teachings that is the way. So I'm just a grateful little puppy wagging its tail and glad to be here. And thanks for listening. Oh, thanks for the contribution there, John. Okay, next up we have uh, Darian, followed by Barbara. Aquarian call for Darian. Good morning, Darian. Hi there, Larry. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. That's good. And go Red Sox. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I um yeah, I'm Darian Kay from the Berkshire of Massachusetts recovered for today. Um so grateful to be on the line with all of you this morning. Last day of school. Um, so I, um, what I thought of when I when I heard um, the person read this paragraph and when I read it along with her is, um, you know, that God. Um, when we think about God, that's just it's too big to think about. And you know, when I considered God, you know, when in the very beginning of program, it was sort of like, whoa. Why would he? Why would he want to help me with my tiny little food problem when all of this stuff in the world is going on and continues to go on today, right? With all the crazy, crazy stuff that is so sad. Um, and then I remembered, um, you know, that a lot of that stuff that goes on is because God gave us our human will, and so mankind has will um, to do things. And um, and sadly, make very poor choices. And so, you know, I, and then and then I equated it to myself and my own, you know, self will and where that got me. Um, yeah, it just didn't get me anywhere, right? Before I pro- found program and I turned over um, my problem to a higher power. And really, truly, I think in the beginning, my higher power was my sponsor because she had exactly what I wanted—tall, beautiful. Um, serene, everything that I that I was not at the time, <laughs> and um, you know, and then also the, the meetings, the groups, um, just the power of all of the all the people um, put together. That was really what I clung on to in the beginning. Um, but eventually, I learned, you know, that when I was in my own little space, my own kitchen. Uh, still weighing and measuring my food with no one around and being honest with myself and others in all my affairs, I I realized, you know, yeah, there's something greater than me walking me through um, this life of mine and has been for 35 years. Um, so I'm just so grateful, grateful to be with all of you and grateful to believe that, you know, my, my God can help me with everything, um, big, small, joys, sorrow, whatever it is. Um, I don't have to pick up the food over any of it. And I can be um, grateful for um, for what I have and the little things in life. So thank you. And I pass. Thanks so much, Darian. Okay, we're reading. We're going to go to Barbara in a second. Page 11, the second paragraph. So get ready if you'd like to share. And with that, let me uh, ask Barbara to step up to the mic. Barbara, good morning. Good morning. It's Barbara P. and Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Atlanta, Georgia. Got the mic. Thanks, Larry. Um, 
<clears throat> well, you know, I, I just really relate to Bill with this. I, I used people's actions, you know, and against religion for a long, long time. And I still can actually, uh, you know, kind of condemn sometimes what I, what I feel like religious organizations do. But, but I, what I really, you know, because I just don't like them, that's my opinion. But, but what I really found, and I think that's so powerful in here, is that didn't stop my recovery. Like my opinions and feelings and beliefs didn't matter to this higher power. And I was, I'm so amazed by that. You know, I, I, the way I grew up, I, I just came to my old belief is that some religions were hypocritical and, and sometimes unloving. And yet everybody professes God is love. And so the two didn't work for me. So when he talks about the devil, I mean, I, you know, he says he certainly had me. I kind of jumped on board with the devil. I thought, well, that's where the fun people are going to be hanging. I'm going that way. Because at one point in my life, all the things that I was doing that were extremely unhealthy were fun. When they stopped being fun and I wanted to stop and found I couldn't, I was in real trouble, but I didn't have a, a God that I thought I could find in that because I had turned away from that. So it just, none of it mattered, which is that's what I really wanted to say today. And I think it's been said, like, what I realized today, my higher power had me all the time. Even when I was totally like, oh, this whole thing's not real, as cynical and, and as I got, her power was just kind of loving me all the way through and laughing and going, okay, yeah, she's spinning out again. There she goes on her tirade about this and that. It, it didn't matter. As I look in the rearview mirror today and as I see it happening in my life daily, my higher power has me even in the worst moments. The, you know, the expression God is love, that lives in my heart today. And I don't know that religion is. It's fine. Some are, some are. Each has its moments, right? There's good and bad in all of us. There's good and bad in, in religions. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's just me finding a higher power in these rooms through these steps, one step at a time in order, that led me to love, true love for myself, for others, and for a higher power that, is always there, regardless of my opinions and my little escapades. And I, and I love that. I feel very loved by this higher power. And I really can look back, and even as much as this weekend, and see how there's always this divine intervention happening around me. Even in the worst moments, even in what looks terribly wrong to me, there's love and there's help. And I feel so comforted by that. So even as I rejected this God, he never rejected me. I say he, whatever it is, it never rejected me. I rejected it, and that was okay. That didn't count against me. I, I'm, I could just continue to be amazed by that kind of love. It's an it's a unconditional love that I can't offer as a human being, but that I constantly get in this program through these steps and through you. So anyway, I just there's so much hope, even for the biggest skeptics among us. Be skeptical, but just do this thing anyway. So anyway, that's what I found helped me. Thanks so much for letting me share this morning. Wow, thanks, Barbara. Okay, whose heart's racing? They're shaking in their boots, but probably should share anyway. Anyone? 
Maya. Maya. Who else? <laughs> Wendy B from California. Wendy? Is it did I get that right, Wendy? Yeah, Wendy B from California. Like, oh, Wendy. Okay. Kevin O from Florida. Okay. Let's go with that. All right. We we can see where we're at. We got Maya followed by Wendy, followed by Kevin. Maya, good morning. And the reading is, uh, again? Uh, and the reading is, uh, that's a great question. Page 11, the second paragraph. We're just commenting on that one paragraph only. So, Maya, jump right in. Maya, press star one. Maya, we can't hear you, so... Uh, we can come back to you, perhaps. You can press star one. Let's go to Wendy B. Did I get that? Is it Wendy or Wendy? It's Wendy, Wendy V like an invictor. From oh, good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. Um, I just wanted to reread if there was a devil. He seemed the boss, universal, and he certainly had me. And I'm listening to everybody and how um, spiritual everyone sounds. But when you're in your disease, um, you can't live up to anything. And I certainly felt personally like the devil did have a hold of me because no matter how much I wanted to do things that were right, no matter how much I wanted to live a way of life that one made me look good first of all but second made me feel good and day after day i failed i failed to present to the world and to myself what i could do and what i could be because food had me in its grip food dominated me and when you when food's got a hold of you like that uh, you're not very honest you're not really giving to the world the only person you could really think of and take care of is the disease so it did feel like the devil had a hold of me I did feel like the devil walking into grocery stores grabbing things in some sort of a felt like a demonic state almost because I couldn't control what was going to happen and every day I tried again and I so relate to Bill I, I relate to the end of the iceberg coming to this and just being moved and pulled into places and doing things that I didn't want to do. I couldn't match what I wanted to do. So what had a hold of me? What was doing this through me? Um, it's wonderful to hear everyone this morning and to see the Spirit of God working through us. But to complain about the state of the world of affairs I was the person you needed to complain about because I was sucking the life out of everything. And I'm so grateful to be with all of you this morning and just, you know, see that the Spirit of God has awoken you all. Thank you, Wendy B. Thanks, Wendy, for jumping in there. Okay, should we try it again, Maya? Can you get on star one?
Okay, maybe we lost Maya. So let's go on over to Kevin. Kevin, how about you? You want to jump in? Yes. Good morning. I'm Kevin, and uh, good morning. Uh, I'm a I'm a triple winner. <laughs> anyway, yes, I uh, in reading this and um, trying to understand at what point is enough. You know, um, kind of being led to that place where you you you're a rock, between a rock and a hard place, and you have to decide, and that place of decision is what was able to bring me here um, because I realized it was no longer all about me trying to figure it and control it. I had to rely on something bigger than myself and that bigger than myself happens to be all of you. Um, and that's you know how I describe my higher power is the wisdom of those who've come before me and listening to them and listening to, to the ideas uh, helps instill a sense of hope in me. Um, since coming back, I, I feel connected, better connected. I have a lot of people reaching out to me, which is wonderful. Um, you know, even I might be driving down the street and getting pissy about some guy driving hor- horribly in front of me, and I get a ring, an outreach call, and that outreach call mellows me out. So, um, how this program and how you all work together in harmony, uh, supporting and, and loving each other, is uh, it's truly a, it's by grace, and uh, I find it exceptionally helpful. And and uh, and even now, even with COVID, I have <laughs> I'm home I'm homeless. I have a home, but it's currently under construction because of the flood. So I'm staying on, on somebody else's couch. And, basically by the kindness of that person. And then I come down with COVID two days ago. So, you know, but those are things that I, that will pass. But what I have to pay attention to daily is how I eat and how mindful I am about my food and, um, and my desire to change my mood going through my certain foods. So, for you guys, I, I mean, thank you. I think this is brilliant. You all have a beautiful day. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much. Okay, we have time for perhaps a couple of uh, shares. Who would like those uh, Hello. Thoughts? Hello? Hello, Maya? Yes. Oh, there you are, Maya. Why don't you go right oh. ahead? Oh, great. Hi, it's Maya, a compulsive reader and bulimic, recovered from New York. Um I I thank you so much for letting me jump in. Dopey iPhones. Um, I um I really love the reading, um, and I love OA. Um, I just I guess what's really coming to me from this reading is um, twenty five I guess years ago or or so, I decided OA wasn't you know, good enough for me and I've really bottomed out and decided to go to a, a rehab. Um, and of course I picked one that was totally not 12 step and it was all, you know, um, based on thinking and no God and whatever. And it was, it was just an awful experience. I spent basically 30 days there, um, you know, 
doing nothing but eating. And um, and the only um, respite I got was when I got to finally get to some open AA meetings. And, and I realized there that my best bet for recovery was just to go home and and just immerse myself in OA. And um, to me, that's where I find like that spirit of God. And um, I, uh, I just, I feel like God is to me love. And um, I feel like that love has been with me before I was born. God is, is here. God is after, you know, I'm, I'm not here. And, and if I want to connect with it, I just have to, um, you know, um, like I can be with it in, in meetings with people. Um, it's not something I get out of, you know, um, how-to books and things like that. But um, just being responsible for myself, like not I was brought up with do as I say, not as I do. And that just didn't work because I can only control what I do. And um, and that's how I can help the world, is, you know, taking care of my defects and doing what I can do. And, um, you know, I grew up very alone in a, a big house. And um, I, I've always felt God. But um, like I heard someone else say, I, I didn't have the chance to connect with a lot of people um, because I was left alone a lot. So... Um, my sponsor is just the most wonderful person and I've known her for so long and I adore her and, um, you know, I've, I, I don't trust people easily, but I do feel love and, um, you know, I'm just so grateful for this program and, um, I, I found like my new love is with kids and they love me usually and, um, I'm like the Pied Piper like different callings that I never knew I had and I'm and I can feel love and um I'm just really grateful for um you know the goodness that I I find and and God's support so and everybody's support that I find in OA um thanks for letting me share thanks so much Maya does someone want to take a, a brief one minute share close us out I will Barb W Hey, Barb, jump right in. Illinois, um, the war which had been fought, burning shenanigans. I look at myself and inside the disputes, the um, the internal fighting, and it did make me sick. And then the second sentence, on balance, the religions of mankind had done any good. The religions of mankind were, I made that, and I can't have come to find out that my higher power was way too small and just judging which brings me to the next word, judging from what I'd seen. Who am I to judge? God is or God isn't. Everything is as it should be, and I can't judge. Um, and that's that's it. I'm just really grateful to be here, to be absent, a lot going on, and um, everybody have a wonderful day. Thanks again for all the wonderful shares in the meeting and your service. Uh, perfect way to wrap us up, Barb. And we like you because you're from Illinois, or maybe that's just me. But anyway... Okay, so thank you to everyone who has participated today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today's meeting. That number, 19,090, that's 19090. 
And uh, we're going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164. We're going to then follow that by the serenity prayer. And Craig F., would you uh, do that honor for us? Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> did, I, did I? You know, Elizabeth, we'll uh, we'll go with Craig for this. That's right. Good. Um, <clears throat> this is Craig F. Still in recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.